This is Jason Kristoff for podcast 126. It is November 7th, 2021, and I know I've been away. I've been away doing some important things, so forgive me for not getting to a podcast. I've made some arrangements with, uh, I think I'm hiring my second assistant, so not to brag, because it is not bragging. It's simply something you have to do to keep growing and so that I can focus on these very important podcasts or creating very important content. It's gotten so busy, I can't even respond to my Facebook messenger. So we have to make sure everybody gets service. So we're going to hire another assistant and he's a great man. I'm going to tell you all about him and his trials and tribulations, but he's coming on the team. So it's going to be me, Chris, and the new guy. (laughs) It's going to be great. I have uh, a great uh, team at one of my other hard asset businesses as well. And uh, we like to thank everybody for supporting me in the uh, need and the mission to try to get the truth out. So today, what we're going to be doing is reviewing the concept. I'm going to call this podcast, What Does It Mean When Someone Says COVID Doesn't Exist? Because this This is a good lesson in the effectiveness of mind control, where even people who are trying to spread the truth, they've bypassed, it's it's gone so far. So the mind control has gone so far and penetrated so deep into even the truth movement, very few people start their explanations or their discussions regarding the COVID nodemic with the fact that COVID, now COVID is the disease that you are supposed to get from the virus called SARS-CoV-2. Now SARS uh, stands for, now what does SARS stand for? Um, I can't remember. I mean, SARS, it's an acute respiratory syndrome. Was it... uh, I'm not too sure what the S stands for, but it was acute respiratory syndrome. Maybe it was out of Asia. I'm not too sure, but SARS-CoV-2. So SARS-CoV-2 is supposed to be a virus that gives people COVID. And you can hear today when people, everybody's discussing COVID. And this is a good, again, a good explanation of how effective mind control can be because when COVID came out, when when this COVID agenda was launched in March of 2020 on the public, and it's like many other agendas that are launched on the public, but when COVID agenda PSYOP, psychological operation, was launched at the public March of 2020, that's what all the talk was generally about. It was revolving around the fact that the SARS-CoV-2 virus that supposedly causes COVID, which is basically the common cold, um, everybody was saying it hasn't been isolated. So that still hasn't been done. Now, we're going to put up two very good documentary in the show notes. We're not going to flood the show notes today with too many citations. So there'd be two documentaries proving that 
SARS-CoV-2, the virus that supposedly attacks the lungs, infiltrates the body, and causes COVID, has never been isolated. So when you see any news report, and this is why it's really important, because we've lost the plot that this doesn't exist. So why are we wearing masks? Because what the reason we're wearing masks and the reason why we closed our businesses because uh, we were forced to, and the reason we put the stickers on the floors of the grocery store and the reason we put up all the posters in the businesses, uh, stay six feet apart and stand apart to stand together. It's because the entire world is a stage and all of us but actors. So if you're wearing a mask, you're actually an actor. You're an actor in a production, a Hollywood production. And this goes on all the time throughout history. So don't really be embarrassed. But you're an actor. Like when you are talking about COVID, like it's real, when it's not isolate it's not a virus it has never been isolated in its full genetic sequence and of course there is a lot of people out there that says oh yes it has and they'll send you stuff uh, and it'll say oh it's been isolated by these scientists in this group and they've definitely isolated no no they haven't what they did is they fed a whole bunch of genetic sequences into a supercomputer and the supercomputer artificially created the full genetic sequence of SARS-CoV-2. And that's basically what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to have the full genetic sequence of an infectious pathogen before you make the declaration. And that's very important because pathogenic codes, the genetic sequence for pathogens or other infectious agents, see, their their genetic code of Anything alive, and viruses aren't alive, but anything that can try to infiltrate the human body, but even a banana is <laughs> not going to infiltrate the human body, but even a banana has the same, has 50% the same genetic code as a human being. A, a field mouse supposedly has the same genetic code as like 75% of a human being. And you get up to like a chimpanzee, it's got like 99% similar genetic code, same sequences as a human being. So all this talk about genetic sequence, that's why, that's why they're fighting about it all the time. <laughs> because it's like really important in the annals of science to say, no, no, although that chimpanzee has 99% similar genetic sequences to a human, it's not a human. Like that one extra percent is very important and so that's why in in the realm or the field of infectious disease if you're going to stick a swab up someone's nose i mean a lot of people don't know this but when you stick a swab in the nose or you go down and get sputum which is like snot in the lungs or the the agents the infectious agents have very similar sequences to the tissue in the nose or the tissue in the lungs. And that's why in the annals of science and history of science, the scientists were usually saying, well, how do you know it's an infectious agent? Because you might, I mean, how do we know we don't have just snot or we don't have 
tissue from inside the nose or lung tissue. You have to be able to separate what you call an infectious agent from the actual tissue of the body. And the genetic sequences are, are very, very similar. And that's why, like we've talked about before, there was a process to establish the different sequences between you know, a pathogen that's making someone sick and the actual tissue from where you took the sample. That's like really important. And people have lost the plot on this particular, you know, very fine detail that you're supposed to have the genetic sequence. You're supposed to do the process is called Koch's postulate. So someone invented a long time ago, this guy called Koch, said, if we're going to say that the person's sick by not tequila, but an infectious pathogen that's entered him, you're supposed to go through this Koch's postulate, which is basically a process by which you separate natural tissue genetic sequence from an infectious pathogen genetic sequence. You take the infectious pathogen put it over to another host you got to put it in another host like another human being and that human being has to have the same symptoms the same disease symptoms as the original subject and then you got to go into the secondary second person that has the same disease symptoms and you got to go in and give him a test. You got to swab his nose or his lungs, etc., etc. And you got to have the same pathogen that has infected his body as the, ori the original su test subject. That, and then and only then are you able to say that something is uh, a pathogenic infection is real. And it's never been done. And this is what propaganda is all about. We'll go back to... I think Shakespeare said the the entire world's a stage and all of us but actors. We've all been hired as actors in the stage production. If you shut down your business, you're shutting it down for something that doesn't exist. And the reason, the reason the average person believes is it exists is because you did shut your business down. Everybody shut their businesses down. Everybody's wearing masks. There's stickers on all the grocery store floors saying, walk this way and walk that way. Because of course, uh, SARS-CoV-2, which does not exist, okay? And if you think I'm joking, <laughs> or do you think I'm being facetious, go to the show notes, watch those two documentaries, and you will see, no, it's it doesn't exist. So if it doesn't exist, and this is what we sort of got to get back to, if it doesn't exist, which it does not, why, when you talk to the average person, I mean, there's various degrees. I mean, there is the first class five-star morons that have bought this hook, line, and sinker all the way down to people who I know. Well, there's people like me who knows who know it's fake, but sometimes we have to act as well. Like, we have to act in this as well because... It, I mean, we we can't stand out sometimes. There's social situations where we become the actors as well. And there's people like all the way down. There's some people in the middle of this spectrum. I call them people with selective COVID. 
So, you know, the people, they'll come over to my house. Like I have family members like that. They'll come over to my house. They'll give me a kiss. They're not wearing a mask. They'll talk about COVID like it's bullshit, which it is. But then if you take that person with selective COVID over to another family member's house who believes the COVID liaria, they got their mask on, they're standing six foot apart, they're talking like it's real. So it's a very wide spectrum. So you have people that have bought this hook, line, and sinker. You got people with selective COVID in the middle. And then you got me on the other side of the spectrum and lots of people like me who know this is all, it is absolutely all based on a massive lie. And there's a reason for that massive lie. The the people organizing this don't just do this for shits and giggles. They don't just say, yeah, let's make up a you know, an, inve- an imaginary pathogen, have these fucking morons go around wearing their masks and standing six foot apart. No, they don't. But if we go back and try to understand why do people believe this if it's not true? It's because we've all been employed as actors and actresses to force the idea that it exists on each other. So when we're standing six feet apart, we're signaling a very special part of the brain called the subconscious. And the subconscious, we've talked about it before. Um, It's a loving part of the brain. A lot of people don't know they have it. It's in your head, maybe. It might be outside in the ether, but let's say it's inside your head. And this part of the brain loving part wants to protect you wants to make sure you survive make sure you want to live long and prosper and bond with your tribesmen the easiest way to survive is bond with your tribesmen so this part of the brain called the subconscious which you don't even most people don't even know they have so they if they don't know they have it they certainly don't know what it does and what it does is it counts repetition and sort of figures out through very um elaborate computations what most people are believing in the reason it's so obsessed with making these intense computations regarding what the majority believes or what the majority saying thinking and doing is simply because that if you this part of the brain is what causes you to mimic emulate mirror and copy what other people are doing but you will only mimic emulate mirror and copy what the majority is doing so this, this list, this computation, this calculation that this part of the brain manufactures, it's used to guide your behavior, sort of outside your conscious awareness. And a lot of people don't know that about their belief systems. Their beliefs are manufactured outside their conscious awareness based on the environmental stimuli. A lot, most people believe my, you know, my decisions are organic. They come from my deep intelligence and how I analyze, you know, the best path for myself. And I'm going to go over all my potential life options in my head and I'm going to pick the best one. Speak to a psychologist. That's actually not how your behavior works. Humans are pack animals. They're followers. And they will do, think, and say what the majority is saying because we want to survive we have this intrinsic need to survive the best way to survive is mimic what the tribe is doing the part of the brain that most accurate accurately assesses what the tribe is doing is the subconscious and the subconscious therefore is proven to control our behavior 
So this is why everybody's believing that COVID exists, even though COVID does not exist, is because we've all been employed as actors to convince each other that COVID exists. And then we're, oddly enough, employed to destroy each other because COVID exists, which it doesn't. So there's nurses out there injecting poison <laughs> into people. There's doctors out there. They know they actually most of the doctors know what's going on and they're just too afraid to tell the truth. But they're employed too. They got the masks on. They're standing six foot apart. They're talking about COVID like it's real. It's absolutely not real. And this is the reason the average person believes it is because we all have the gear on like it's real. And that's the reason we have the gear on. This is why they're insisting the masks stay on, even though we're two years into it, and I'm not fully two years yet. But this is why the masks are staying on, because they're the only, these are props. These, the word propaganda, the first phonetic word in propaganda is prop, because prop will give you the effect that you need as the orchestrator or initiator of the psychological operation, you have to, you have to wear the masks. You know, Jim has to wear the mask to convince Francis that COVID exists. Francis needs to wear the mask to convince Jim that COVID exists. And everybody is walking around playing their part in this production. And that's how insane the society is because we're all getting tricked to convince each other of something that doesn't exist and on top of that the the repercussions the legal economic democratic freedom-based repercussions of acting out your part in the play is your grandchildren probably are not going to live they're not going to be born this is, I'm not going to get into the long-term agenda that has been orchestrated for a long time regarding where this fake virus is going. So they fake the virus. SARS-CoV-2 doesn't exist. Never sequenced in its full genetic sequence. Never proven to spread person to person. If you don't have a full genetic sequence, you can't have a test that's accurate. So the test is fake too. And we've talked about that before. And if you don't have a full genetic sequence of a virus, like if you don't have a pathogen, obviously you can't make a vaccine to fight a pathogen, which you don't. I mean, you'd have no information on the capabilities of the pathogen. Not that vaccines ever work in the first place. I'll put up 34 documentaries in the show notes proving that, you know, this psychological operation to convince you that SARS-CoV-2 makes people sick, this started a long time ago with things that had nothing to do with SARS-CoV-2. I mean, just the vaccine portion of this psychological operation, that vaccine portion has been in play for a very, very, very long time. Vaccines have never been proven to make anybody anything but more sick. And anybody that's taken one, and I've taken one personally, and I'm, I'm sure I've taken all the ones that were 
uh, endorsed to my mother and father when I was a kid, but I took the flu shot in when I was 26 and literally, literally, not exaggeration, almost died. How do, how can I prove I almost died? I called my lawyer at the time. His name was Barry and he came to my bedside to do my will. That's how sick I was. And that's what these shots are for. But regardless, even if vaccines work, which they don't, which is proven in the, any of these 34 documentaries, vaccines, have they were never invented, folks, to make you healthy. They were invented to make you weak, to make you sick, to make you dumbed down, to make you dependent, to make you... to change your genes, it downregulates your genetic code, it lessens your potential, lessens your shine, lessens your God connection. They, they're, they're, these are modalities of control. You can't farm lions. You can only farm li- uh, lambs. We don't farm lions. We farm chickens and pigs and we go after fish. We don't. We don't fish for great white sharks because we like it's easier to pick on animals that are weak. So in every sense of the word, the people we're dealing with here are human farmers. They are literally human farmers. We are literally human cattle. And to make sure we don't jump the fence and start punching out and slitting the throats of our human farmers, it's just easier if we're fat and dumb and brain damaged, and addicted, and weak, and dependent, and that's what the vaccinations are really for. If you don't believe me, go to the show notes, watch any two or three of the documentaries in the show notes, and that's what all the censorship is about as well, is because they want to make sure you never see these documentaries. They, this, these documentaries and many more like them was a thorn in their side for decades. They're like, how can we start censoring the internet so no one finds out any of this stuff? So no one finds out SARS-CoV-2 has never been isolated. It doesn't exist. It doesn't get anybody sick ever, <laughs> never, because it doesn't exist. Can't have a vaccine against it because it doesn't exist. You can't test for it because it doesn't exist. I mean, it's that simple. And we've been so dumbed down but by, by maybe previous vaccines, but never just on their own, combined with junk food and alcohol. These are all different modalities of the attack to make people fat and stupid and inept and stunned. You know, th- this this sort of agenda has really, has never really stopped. So... Anyway, what was I what was I really talking about when I was going on that rant? I'm sure I'll get back to it. But it's important for people to know that these this this has never been proven to exist. So you, you know when you look out in the newspaper today, you look out into the media, you see talk today it's Aaron Rodgers today and I I didn't even really look at it something about him not being vaccinated against COVID well of course no one's vaccinated against COVID I mean he didn't take the injection but no one's vaccinated against COVID because COVID doesn't exist 
And some people might say, yeah, this is how stunned and dumbed down we are. I've heard some people say, and this is how powerful mind control is. A very common response today is, well, something's making the people sick. And this, yeah, okay, so if you start there, if you start there and you really, but the average that you really wanted to get your answer, you'd have to look at hospitalizations before COVID was announced and after. And the hospitalizations didn't go up and the death rates didn't go up in the early stages. I'll put a link in the show notes. I'll tell you right now, the death rate is certainly going up. Is it because of COVID? No, because it doesn't exist. So what's, what, why is the death rate going up? Well, that's the agenda. The agenda is you wear your mask. The grocery store puts the line, the, the, the arrows on the floor. Businesses close. Police officers enforce this, that, and the other thing. The news pounds you into it, pounds this into it all the time. And the death rate is going up because of the vaccination. I'll put up, I'll put up, I mean, how many uh, people have died directly from this vaccination and how many lawsuits are underway proving that even the documented reported death rate and permanent injury rate of COVID is astronomical. And then I'll put up some lawsuits with some whistleblowers based on whistleblower testimony saying even though this COVID shot, which is a euthanasia shot for about 5% of the population per round. So this is coming out right now. And I guess I'll put that in the show notes as well. Is that 5% of the batches have been associated with about 95% of the deaths. So I know what the agenda is. And it's to euthanize and genocide uh, big portions of the population, starting with the elderly, because they literally don't have the old age pension or your Ford pension or your Domtar pension or your Chevy, Chevy pension, whatever pension, Sears, whatever pension you're getting, they, they don't have it. It's being stolen. But you can see the very clever aspect they have to kill people at a rate where it doesn't really alarm the rest of the herd so it looks to me it looks like a doubling or a tripling of the average death rate the average death rate is about one percent per year so in the states there's about uh, 340 million people and the death rate's around three million and in canada there's about 37 million and the death rate I think it was a, a little over 300,000. So we're, we're seeing now the effect of the COVID shot, which has nothing to do with COVID because COVID doesn't exist. Um, we're seeing the death rate starting to double and triple. And that's not really going to get a lot of people's attention because in my town, you know, there's 45,000 people. 1% of that is 450. And that's actually about how many people die in my town. So now we're getting into 900 deaths a year in my town, 1,500 deaths a year, all because of this euthanasia-based COVID shot. And there's lots of explosions of cancers, of course, inside certain patients who've taken this shot. Uh, there's some fertility issues. You can see they're going at the depopulation from all angles. There's 
there's ingredients that kill right away. There's ingredients that accelerate cancer growth and spread. There's ingredients that um, cause infertility. So you can really get the depopulation going because they don't have the money to, they've stolen all the money. I guess we'll have to put up Catherine Austin and Fitz with her interview with Del Bigtree. And she was a whistleblower out of the United States government. Um, and she worked in a very high position in the United States government, I, I think a decade ago or a couple decades ago, where she found in her department that they were missing $2 trillion. And an auditor came in and said, oh, you're mistaken. It's actually $22 trillion we're missing. Trillions of dollars. They're, they're, they've been stealing everything for a long time and getting set up with hard assets and taking over real countries, real tanks. They're, they're turning our energy into real assets that they manipulate and own and covet and they're making us pay for it and they've stolen all our reserves they've literally stolen all our energy all our labor and all our value through this very weird monetary system they have leaving us with nothing left to live on and they've sequestered it so this is what the covid shot is really for it's not a covid shot it's an injection of poison <clears throat> Um, there's been some parasites found in it at, at, and I don't think there's <clears throat> each, I don't think there's definitely different ingredients in, a, in every shot because we'll put up a, a, a chemist or a scientist in Poland that I think reviewed five vi uh, vials of Pfizer and all and Many of them were clean with nothing but placebo or uh, saline, which is, you know, salt, salt and water. But he found some parasites in the other one. I think it was Hydra vulgaris and potentially a cousin of Hydra vulgaris. Now, this cousin to Hydra vulgaris, which is sort of a creepy looking space creature, this cousin of Hydra vulgaris supposedly you can chop it up into a million pieces and then it regenerates itself so i don't really know if people can kill that if it's inside them it doesn't sound good but what sounds good um if you do get sick after the shot and i'll put up my general detox for uh anybody that's taken the shot and it has its own podcast as well so you can try and get as much of the poison out of your system because they're going to be coming with the boosters because again it's almost like they want to double and triple the birth um, the death rate every year and keep the genocide moving forward but in on top of the podcast for the general nutritional detox i i'm guessing here i haven't done any research but they're blocking ivermectin really hard and ivermectin is definitely an anti-parasite, and I believe it would probably be a very effective primary weapon against the Hydra vulgaris and its kissing cousin, some other scary uh, space creature-looking thing. <laughs> you don't want that in your bloodstream. And, the, and I'll put up a doctor, and I think it was the last podcast I did, I put up a doctor who dared to use ivermectin in the hospital on patients. This ivermectin is... Uh, I don't know, what did they say? It was 80 years old. It won a Nobel Prize for medicine because it was so effective as a anti-parasitical drug. And this doctor in Canada applied ivermectin to the COVID patients. And the COVID patients, of course, just got the shot. They're not sick because of COVID. They're either sick because they're naturally sick. Again, it's a 1% uh, 
death rate every year in every country. That's quite a bit, like 3 million people dying every year in the U.S. It's quite a bit. I mean, the average person today like might say, well, something's making them sick. Yeah, people get sick, Sherlock Holmes. Congratulations. I'm not too sure if it's your first day on the planet. People get sick all the time. People people die all the time. So these COVID patients in a Calgary hospital uh, got the shot and were sick because it's full of poison. Of course, they're going to get sick. And maybe they just got toxins or maybe they got this parasite inside. the. I've only seen the parasite, I believe, in the Pfizer vial. Uh, Dr. Kerry Medea, a medical doctor, also found this scary looking space creature in one of the vials. She was uh, um, analyzing in this, in this Polish doctor kind of confirmed that. But anyway, sick people in the Calgary hospital, a medical doctor who's allowed to prescribe ivermectin. It's an approved drug, very effective, billions and billions of doses and then, of course, the Calgary Hospital is like, you can't do that. And they removes the, remove the doctor's license. And that is really good evidence that the ivermectin is really effective at getting rid of whatever's in the vial. In my opinion, I am not a doctor. I know really nothing about ivermectin. But I do know that anytime someone mentions ivermectin or gives it to a patient, they're fired, even if it's a medical doctor. Unbelievable. So there's something good about the ivermectin. Now, if you have friends going down to Mexico, in Mexico, my friend was just there, and you can buy ivermectin right across the counter. You don't need a prescription. So just buy the ivermectin, take it out of the box, take it out of the blister pack, Put it in with your vitamins and what and you know maybe you take twelve or eighteen pills of ivermectin back to your friends if they ever take the shot if they ever get sick if there's some kind of transfer of parasitical infection between vaccinated and unvaccinated or someone who was vac injected with the uh, creepy creature injection and maybe someone was injected with the saline injection and maybe they cross-contaminate each other and the parasite goes into the person that got the saline there's many different scenarios here folks regarding doing the detox and you know just trying to avoid this shot and understanding that SARS-CoV-2 as a virus has never been proven to exist I'll put up some other books and articles that the SARS aspect, I think it was, is that South Asian uh, acute respiratory syndrome? I'm going to, uh, let's hope I get that right. Jeopardy, I'm not too sure if I got that question right. But I'll put up some other books and, and other podcasts, interviews with medical doctors that proved you SARS didn't even exist. <laughs> And before that, MERS didn't even exist, which is Middle East uh, Middle Eastern Respiratory Syndrome. Folks, I'll put a book up. They've been lying to you so long, you're not even going to believe it. Uh, and the reason you can't believe, and I'm going to say it right now, that viruses don't exist as the way advertised, it's the same reason why people have a hard time starting a conversation to discuss this, you know, this psychological operation. And they, even if they're against it, even if they're informed, either, even if they're in the truth movement, they start like SARS, COVID exists. It doesn't exist. 
And the reason people go around pretending it exists is because you can change people's behavior based on repetition. The government's forcing us to brainwash each other to make it exist. And we brainwashed each other for decades and decades that viruses viruses existed to make us sick. And we've talked about this before. Vi number one, we'll put up a book. Viruses have never been proven to exist. We'll put up another documentary proving that viruses have never been proven to exist. And the reason that... This is like a step-by-step-by-step-by-step-by-step propaganda, brainwashing approach. The reason, we, the reason the people who rule us are so interested in you believing viruses make you sick because they know the truth. The only thing that makes you sick is poison, and they poison your water with fluoride, and they poison your air with the chemtrails. They poison your cookware with Teflon. They poison your food by putting it in the microwave. They poison your toothpaste with fluoride. Tinfoil around your, around your food poisons it. Um, if you put food and plastic, that poisons it. So, of course, it's really important for you to... to like when you drink tequila, have a meal cooked in Teflon, and then take a poisonous Tylenol in the morning along with some, say, poisonous antidepressant medication, and you get sick, you can say, shit, I got sick. The fucking bug made me sick. I must have caught a bug. I got a virus from Jim. He had a stuffed up nose too. And yeah, Jim does cocaine all the time. Of course he has a stuffed up nose. But yeah, the cocaine doesn't make Jim sick. You're not sick because you drink 40 ounces of tequila and eat at McDonald's. You're sick because of those bastard viruses. So it's very important for the people who rule you to kill you and euthanize you and dumb you down and make you sick, fat, and stupid based on you believing that the only way to get this sick is these invisible pathogens and then you miss the completely visible poisons that they're injecting under your skin, spraying in the air, spraying on your food. So it's not a really complicated system. It's just accelerating. It's the same system accelerating where the average person thinks they can drink wine at night, smoke, smoke dope, go to bed anytime they want, carry a cancer-causing cell phone in their pocket, not care about themselves and and then they love the virus story because it it clears all their irresponsible behavior that lacks self-love and self-maintenance they couldn't care two shits about the body god gave them and so they're like oh those viruses it's not me no it is you you're using your mouth as a garbage compactor you got a hole in your face it's ca called the mouth you're not supposed to put poison in there and they're really yeah, it's an acceleration of a very old agenda by which they're poisoning you into the Stone Age and you're getting programmed and programming other people because you're wearing the mask and following the stickers and everything. You're getting programmed to believe, no, no, it's not the poison. It's the viruses. No, folks, viruses don't exist. So not only does SARS-CoV-2 non-exist viruses don't exist and here's the power we're going to end it here here's the power when you tell someone viruses don't exist they can't even comprehend it that's the power of mind control they they've never checked into it they just know that they're sick and that no you're sick because you're sick and it's sickness isn't a 
a goblin. Sickness is a guardian. Anytime you get sick, there's a benefit to it. A clean out. There's some sort of benefit. Like they're trying to frame sickness is a when your body's rebalancing and curing the imbalance. It's not something to be avoided. It's something to be embraced and learn from. And then they're telling you, don't learn from it. Just think it's these stupid pathogens. And you can get rid of these pathogens if you inject poison under your skin. People, th this is the power of the mind control. So you can see the, the layered approach to the propaganda. I lost 50% of the listeners when I said SARS-CoV-2 doesn't exist. And I probably lost 90% of the remaining when I said viruses don't exist. That's the power of mind control because the more repetitive the lie, the more repetitive the bullshit, the longer the person lives out the bullshit and the liaria, the more they participate in it, the stronger the facilitation in the neurological pathways. Facilitated pathways run the brain. So the more you believe in it, the more repetition you put into your own brain, the more repetition that's put into your own brain through media, the thicker and more paved those roads become in your mind to the point where you can't believe the truth because you're so invested in the lie. So explore the, explore the show notes and understand why this podcast was called what does it mean when someone says COVID doesn't exist? Very important you get up on this on this information. Take your mask off. There's nothing out there that's going to make you sick. The mask will make you sick. The vaccines will make you sick. The stress will make you sick. The social isolation will make you sick. The inner conflict between family members will make you sick. And of course, the inflation and you being unable to buy healthy food, that's going to make you sick. Everything they're doing to you is designed to make you sick and then tell you you're sick because of a pathogen and then sell you more poison. Whether you put the poison in your mouth or inject it on your skin, it's a fine-tuned psychological operation to make you participate and literally beg for your own enslavement and premature death. So try to avoid it. <clears throat> if you want to make sure you get this podcast on a regular basis, email me at jason at freedomfromselfsabotage.com. Again, it's jason at freedomfromselfsabotage.com. Get on my private email list. Uh, we're going to be start sending out the newsletters with the new assistant. We're going to be start sending them out maybe five times a week, trying to expand the operation. Try to push back the evil. That's what we're here to do. We're not here to comply with it. We're here to basically exercise our potential as human beings and the evil force that is trying to hunt us and poison us back into the Stone Age is evil and dark and rotting in the very definition of those words. It's anti-life, anti-love, anti-God, anti-creator, anti-freedom, anti-health, anti-love anti-connection because evil hates life and evil god is even asking god is asking the same question evil is to the humans in the last two years do you want to live or not because anybody taking this shot anybody complying that's a firm no 
And that's why so many are dying. You'll, uh, we'll put in the show notes how many people are dying from the toxic injection. So evil and God are asking the same question. Do you want to live or not? And if you want to live, you're going to have to prove it. And if you're complying to the evil, trust me, you will not continue on to the next round. You will be Hunger Games tribute for Pfizer, Moderna, uh, Johnson and Johnson and AstraZeneca. This is Jason Kristoff signing off. Thank you for listening and have a great day.